This is Ozarks at Large. Last month, we reached the two authors of the new book, Tax the Rich, How Lies, Loopholes, and Lobbyists Make the Rich Even Richer. We talked to him by Zoom. And the backdrops for Morris Pearl and Erica Payne couldn't have been any more different. Morris Pearl is the former managing director of BlackRock, one of the largest investment firms in the world. He's now an advisory board member of a group called Patriotic Millionaires. He was seated below a palm tree on a beach near Hilton Head, South Carolina. Erica Payne, his co-author, is the founder and president of Patriotic Millionaires. She was seated in front of a computer in her home office. Their new book discusses tax policy in an informative and often irreverent manner. Morris Pearl says he's inspired to discuss changing how and who pays taxes because he's a student of history. We live in a country where we have all these people who are not doing well. And in previous generations, people who weren't doing well at least hoped that they or their children would do better. But they've even lost that hope. And if people don't hope to do better then they have no incentive to even cooperate with civilization or civic society. And I'm afraid we're seeing a breakdown in things. You know, we're seeing protests marching the street. We're we're seeing protests killing people in the Capitol building a few months ago. And I'm afraid it's getting worse. It's not getting better. And our society kind of depends on the fact that millions and millions of people kind of put up with the fact that some of us are doing far better than others, but that's just the way it is. And I think we're losing the the system where so many people just kind of put up with everything because it's getting worse and worse and worse. They're seeing the rich get richer and richer and richer. And they're seeing not only themselves and their families falling behind, but they're seeing no hope of even their children or grandchildren ever catching up. And I'm afraid we're looking at the possibility of a breakdown in society like happened in other countries in the past. You know, when I was a teenager in South Africa, you know, as I said, that did not end well for the rich people. Erica, you write that you never thought you, as a young, young person, you didn't think you'd write about tax policy. But one of the keys to easing some of what Morris Pearl just talked about would be tax policy. Um, I think most people would roll their eyes when they hear those that phrase, tax policy. But you and your writing partner make it incredibly interesting in this book. What developed your interest in in tax policy and and distribution of wealth? Here's the thing: I don't even know. I just have a very low tolerance for nonsense. Um, I could use a different word for it, but I won't because we're on the air. But I mean, I actually I went to Wharton Business School, right? And so I'm I'm in and amongst from a peer point of view some of the folks who are now, you know, high highfalutin private equity people, and I just cannot stand the lies that perpetuate year after year after year and have invaded our public policy. And this is not a matter of being punitive or taxing rich people. As we sit here today, I am a salaried employee. I use my time to make money to support my family. Morris 
sits around on the beach. No offense to you, Mr. Chairman. Morris sits around on the beach and doesn't do anything and clicks a button now and then and sells some stock. And God bless him. I'm glad he has as much money as he has. We'd love everybody to have that much money. But there is no logical reason whatsoever why Morris should pay half the tax rate that I pay. So I don't even care about, you know, at this point, I'm not even trying to say raise taxes on rich people. I'm just trying to say, just at least make them pay what all the rest of us are paying. And so it's not just that the wealthy have so much and that they, that the inequality in this country has reached like completely unsustainable levels. Our society is falling apart because we are at 100 year highs of inequality and we have a tax code that guarantees that we will become more unequal more quickly over time. And so I'm interested in tax policy because I can't stand lying people and they're driving public policy. And I can't stand people making excuses for why they should get special treatment because they shouldn't. You know, private the carried interest loophole is the prime example of just like a whole bunch of private equity people making up a bunch of nonsense so that lawmakers will be scared enough that they treat them with kid gloves. I mean, we're not having a debate right now about taxing the rich. The Democratic Party is debating whether or not it is going to tax its donors, period. All right, let's take the uh, second L in the... Uh second part of the book's title, Loopholes. What are What is an example or a couple of examples of loopholes that you would like to see closed or eliminated that could help change things? How about just the idea that investors who make long-term capital gains pay lower tax rates than people who work for a living? That's the most obvious thing that underlies the Buffett rule that President Obama talked about a dozen years ago. I'll give you another one right now. So say Morris buys some stock worth a million dollars and he sells it several years and it gets to be worth like $10 million and he sells it. Okay. He's going to pay a capital gains tax on that $9 million of gain at the $1 million basis. It goes to 10 million. He's going to pay taxes on the 9 million. If the day before he sells it, he dies and leaves it to his kid. His kid will inherit that asset at a new basis of $10 million. If the kid then holds it until it's worth $11 million, he will pay taxes on the $1 million of gain, the $9 million that it gained during Morris's lifetime before he passed and passed it on to his kid. That entire thing is knocked out. And so we want, that's what's called the stepped up basis. So the basis of the stock is stepped up on transfer. Okay, we want to eliminate the stepped up basis with some sort of reasonable carve out for family farms, but you've got a bunch of previous politicians, Democratic politicians, Heidi Heidkamp, a former senator going around insisting to her colleagues that they should not eliminate the stepped up basis. It is, if you don't want to live in an aristocracy, you need to eliminate the stepped up in basis, period. You have to eliminate that loophole. But clearly the people who are making tax policy want to live in an aristocracy and there are enough bought and paid for former politicians going in there and talking to their colleagues, Max Baucus, Heidi Heidkamp, you know, Blanche Lincoln, 
You know, they are in here arguing with their former colleagues about why they should not. Again, it's not even taxing the rich. It's taxing the donors. Maybe we should change the phrase tax the donors to politicians. Save America. So if that's why somebody like um, at the um, when Sam Walton created Walmart, he paid income tax on all the salary he earned. But nobody, not he, not his children, not his grandchildren, ever paid any taxes on the tens of billions of dollars of value they created in that business. And this is all going along while a regular person walks into work 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year, and they walk out with less money than a person who invests for a living and sells some stock. If I make $100,000 in a year working full-time, and Morris makes $100,000 clicking a button on an E-Trade account. I pay $9,000 more annually in taxes than he does for the pleasure of working. That is insane. No wonder people all over America are ticked off, you know? And then you see people like Jeff Bezos sucking money out of Amazon employees. There's a reason he thanked his Amazon employees when he sent himself up to space in a spaceship, you know, because he sucked the lifeblood out of them they still paid higher taxes than he pays. He doesn't pay any taxes because he just looks at his assets. He borrows against his assets. So he doesn't even have any income. So the guy goes and builds himself a rocket ship and thanks the little people behind who he exploited for years in building his company. I mean, it's no wonder people are, are furious. I'm afraid to ask this question, but I, but I want to hear the answers from each of you. Are you optimistic about the future? I'm a lot more optimistic now than I was a few years ago when we started this process. This was a, these were crazy ideas, taxing the rich, you know, five or 10 years ago. Now, in this past election, we had, you know, a number of presidential candidates running on this. The president of the United States is backing some of these things. The chairman of the Senate Finance Committee is backing these ideas. We haven't reached the end yet. And, you know, there's reason that the goal is in doubt, certainly. But, yeah, I feel optimistic about America. I really do. All right. Morris on the beach at Hilton Head Island feels optimistic. Erica, in your office? I do not feel optimistic. I feel incredibly frustrated and incredibly just, I, I can't believe that that we cannot do the very most obvious thing to rescue this amazing country of ours. We have created a dynamic that is going to guarantee the decline of this country and our current lawmakers are so controlled by moneyed interests that they are not going to fix it. And that is heartbreaking to me. Erica Payne and Morris Pearl are the co-authors of the new book, Tax the Rich, How Lies, Loopholes, and Lobbyists Make the Rich Even Richer. The book is published by The New Press. We talked with them via Zoom last month.